if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God. And <laughs> this new weird sort of uh, fascism of people thinking they know what you can say and what you can't. And it's a really weird thing that there's this new trendy myth that people who want free speech want it to say awful things all the time. This just isn't true. It protects everyone. That's uh, it's self-evident to those of us who find it self-evident. It's, I'm sorry, Rick, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, that's Ricky Gervais, the comedian. And um, the first clip back at the Golden Globes, which was an award show, which seemed stupid at the time in the midst of the COVID. It seems unimaginable. Anybody would watch actors give each other awards. And as Barry Weiss uh, has pointed out, since she uh, resigned from the New York Times yesterday and wrote a scathing going away letter um, about the culture there at the New York Times, she said there are some people like Ricky Gervais that are so big you can't cancel them, but that's not the case with most people. Correct. And you, uh, and so you can't, you can't stick your head up. Uh, this tweet from uh, Barry Weiss: the civil war, war inside the New York Times between the mostly young wokes and the mostly forty-plus liberals is the same one raging inside other publications and companies across the country. The ni- dynamic is always the same. So we are talking about the age cutoff; that it's a generational thing. Uh, she p- pins it at around forty. The 40-plus liberals. Ricky Gervais is a way lefty. So is, of course, Bill Maher and uh, and, and so many other examples that we've used over the last couple Matt of weeks. Taibbi. Matt Taibbi. Matt sure, and yeah, Sam Harris one. and all these people. But they're all <laughs> over 40, and they've got a different view of what it is to, well, it's liberal versus woke. They're two different things, apparently. Chris Matthews was another example of that, too, and he doesn't have a show anymore. Right. Got heaved out the door. You know, speaking of Barry Weiss, we have a clip of her talking about the, the whole thing. When do we hit that? I think that one thing that's overlooked in this, when we talk about cancel culture, right, and the social ostracism and the actual firings that can happen when you uh, break with one another orthodoxy, is that the people who are inoculated from it are people that are already extremely successful and can take the risk. It's why Ricky Gervais can be Ricky Gervais. It's why J.K. Yes. Rowling can tweet what she tweeted a few months ago and survive it because they've already accumulated enough capital. The people that I hear from that are completely screwed by it are people like artists and poets and untenured professors who aren't famous and no one knows about and are you know having to go with a begging bowl on Patreon or Venmo or whatever to get support after they've you know made a bad joke or whatever it is or, or just expressed something that's outside the fundamentalist orthodoxy she wrote in her letter to her bosses yesterday when she quit at the new york times i do not understand how you've allowed this kind of behavior to go on inside your company in full view of the paper's entire staff and the public and I certainly can't square how you and other Times leaders have stood by while simultaneously praising me in private for my courage, showing up for work as a centrist as an American newspaper should not require b- bravery. No, you wouldn't think so. No. No. You know, listen, I understand I'm insufferably sincere about a lot of things. I cannot believe the gutlessness I'm seeing. Well, David, maybe, for, maybe it's because I have a little money in the bank and I'm not some, you know, 43 year old editor who is terrified I, I won't be able to pay for my kid's school. Or whatever. Well, right. David French of the Dispatch was uh, writing about this yesterday and, and quoted uh, Barry Weiss there with, uh, you know, her disgust at her bosses 
who privately say, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. We like that. Good, good for you. Things are getting crazy. But wouldn't say it publicly and stood by and let her just get killed in social media. That is so weak. Uh, David French says, uh, Barry's right. The cancellations will continue so long as good men and women continue to praise courage in private and maintain silence in public. America's liberal institutions can survive many things. They will struggle to survive the combination of cowardice and cruelty. Malicious men and women cannot be permitted to define the terms of America's public debates. You know, I'm tempted to say, and and it echoes the lunatics, which makes me uncomfortable, but you know how they say you're either anti-racist, which means absolutely to the letter on board with everything they say, or you're a racist. I think at this point, we have a serious situation where all that's required of, of, of good people for evil to triumph is their silence. I think you're either anti-fundamentalist cancel culture or you're part of it. Silence is consent to this stuff. I think, you know, and, and okay, how does it apply in your workplace? You know, somebody gets, quote-unquote, in trouble for, at the diversity, the mandatory diversity training, saying, this feels like racism to me, and they're getting hammered. You have to stand up for them, uh, because the, the history of this stuff is, these people want control. They want it desperately, and they will do anything to achieve it. And and again, you look at history, all of these movements start small enough that you think, boy, these people are crazy, but they'll never get anywhere. But, uh, oh, man, now they're looking at me. I'll just I'll just shuffle along quietly and pretend I don't see them. Don't do that. It's easy for you to say you're not going to lose your job. Well, I probably will lose my job, but um, I just think you you got to have guts. This this country doesn't exist by accident. It, it exists because of a lot of really, really brave people would not be denied uh, this this uh, beautiful system of, of liberty and self governance you got to fall in the line. Well, it's, it's your time. It's a lot easier if you can do it as a group because obviously you have a more strength, right? Um, uh, right. And that's what the the attempt was last week when all those over forty liberals uh, signed on to that letter saying, "Hey, this has gone too far. This is crazy. This is not what we're about." Um, but that got attacked pretty brutally by a lot of people, including AOC. A couple of people that that signed that thing then uh, backed off it and apologized and begged forgiveness. Yes, for, for for having written it. So, and they were in a big group of big people. Yeah, of but uh, they they felt like they had to back off. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's a sign of something. Uh, you know, there's there's an element of talk radio, uh, conservative talk radio, that can be a little paranoiac, but just to keep you listening. Um, but I'm serious. I think this is the three-acre brush fire that threatens thousands of homes. Oh, it's a big deal. This is in no way like a made-up talk radio doesn't apply to the real world. Obama's going to invade Texas. No, this is real. This is a real threat to society and us functioning as, as, as a country at all. Um, you know, on this topic, and we could do it next or maybe a little bit later on in the hour. There's an absolutely fabulous piece by Andrea Whitberg I just came across. Um, she is more or less translating uh, an experience of a black man who is eating with friends at an outdoor restaurant. I believe it was in Dallas, yeah. And uh, watching a Black Lives Matter uh, rally turn into a riot. And he videotaped it and was and is describing it, and it is withering and brilliant. Oh, I want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll absolutely get to that. So I just saw 
Walmart will require all of its customers nationwide to wear masks starting Monday. And it's going to enforce the rules with what they call health ambassadors. Walmart crowd, uh, pretty Trumpy, mm-hmm. might include a greater percentage of the, hell no, I'm not going to wear a mask. Might might be some serious confrontations coming there into Walmart. Do you think Trump wearing a mask at his most recent public thing? I, I forget. It was I think it was a military hospital or something. He was wearing that. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that'll have that had to help an effect it? of some sort? I'm I, hoping I would so, hope but so. But I just I, I'm of the opinion everybody's needles are stuck. So I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. I just uh, I hate 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 the idea of kids and 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 working moms and oldsters getting assaulted and berated and the rest of it. Because their boss told them, listen, you got to tell people who don't have a mask that they need to get a mask to come in. And, hey, I assume you're for private enterprise. That's part of your thing. Walmart's a private company. In my mind, they get to decide way more than is allowed by law (laughs) to decide who gets to come in there and who doesn't. I'm to the side of the business should be able to kick out practically anybody for practically any reason. It's their damn business. The courts don't agree with me. So I'm I'm way on that side. Mm -hmm. But... uh, they decide you need to wear a mask. Don't don't take it out on Walmart. Right. Of course, you know, the sort of person who would is immune to this reasoning. Probably. Or I don't know. Maybe there's some of y'all out there who think, yeah, okay, that's a good point. You're not sticking it to the man. You're not sticking it to the government. You're sticking it to the Walmart employee. Yeah. And is that what you want to do? Wasn't their idea. Right. Not their idea. They were not consulted on this decision. God, I hope it's not the, the oldsters in the vests who are in, what are they called? Health ambassadors. The former greeters. The former greeters. I think they will intentionally choose people who are very non threatening. Um, smallish females, oldsters, whatever. Um, for reasons that, you know, sociologists have, have proved. Um, that, that women tend to diffuse uh, hostility in, in when a man will raise it. Sure. Like just my, accidentally. My story the other day about the fight that almost started at the gas station, my thought was if I get out of the car, all of a sudden, any anger he's got, it's all about him and me. Right. Right. If some you know five-foot-tall woman gets out and says, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't feel a threat He'll say, there. don't worry about it. Mind your own business. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, just... For God's sake, don't take it out on the, the, the folks who are asking you. See how that asking. goes. Yeah. Oh, well, humanity's ugly, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the summary of the day. It's tax day. Did you know that? Does anybody know it's tax nah. day? I feel like people don't know it's tax day. Brats. Or maybe you do. Taxes! <laughs> taxes! Beautiful, lovely taxes! <laughs> <laughs> Need more laughing like that oh. modern society. <laughs> the thing Joe talked about coming up, and the big secret revealed about that Maxwell woman, the horrible uh, rape procurer for Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, what a strange ranger she is. Yeah, interesting development yesterday, all in the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Funny Hanson just came in, our producer, talking about how much his HBO Max cost more than he thought. Because um, people signed up for that. Jesus, seems like a couple of weeks ago now. NBC's out with their new thing we'll tell you about in a little bit. It's another streaming service. <laughs> you needed to catch me like a year ago. I think... I just can't see myself signing on for more. But they have friends reruns. 
Uh, this one actually has a a free tier mm-hmm. option. That I'm they're, sure all the good that, stuff's on the paid. Uh, yeah, yeah. There is a difference in in the library depending on but which tier you're on. Some but. deets on that coming up a little later. Yep. <clears throat> hey, sh- I know, you, I know you got something good. Well, here. Why don't we Why don't we do this next segment? Because we're a little short on time. Okay. Well, then I'll do the things I was just talking about. Do first, the things first you first dream of, all, of doing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sean and I were just in the in the lunchroom, and they got the some of the cable news channels on, and uh, Carl Rove's talking about Trump does this and Biden does that and stuff like that. We're just. I can't imagine there's a single thing. Short of either one of them dropping dead, that either one of them could say or do that would change the trajectory of the race, whatever it's going to be. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's any clever speech or uh, policy. or I don't think there's anything that can change the trajectory of this race. No, no. It would take, you know, one of them getting some sort of brain transplant, <laughs> becoming a different human. They're, they're known at this point. Although I, I do have to remind myself that people pay so little attention to politics that there may be a number of people thinking, who is this Joe Biden fellow? I wonder what he believes in. I've been watching him for decades, so you know I got a pretty good idea. But is there anybody who doesn't know who Trump is and what he is all about? Nope. And you've already made your decision on that. Probably. Whoever yeah. you are. Yeah. As you said uh, the other day, it's about turnout. It's not about persuading the, the mythical unicornian uh, swing voter. About turning out your people. So another streaming service for you to sign up for, along with your Netflix, your Disney Plus, your Hulu, your HBO Max, your Amazon. Uh, we have the Amazon and an Apple, your Apple subscription. We have most of those. I think all but one of those. Um, the Peacock struts into the streaming wars starting today. Somebody else wrote that. I'm stealing it. It's pretty good. Um. As the last of the presumed major streaming services to launch, Peacock is staring down a crowded playing field with all those I just mentioned. Netflix is still by far the largest on the block. With their their, their not even sub, close. Their uh, subscriber count just dwarfs probably all the others combined. One hundred and eighty-three million subscribers, but that's almost entirely because they were first in. Yeah, um, which is the way it seems to work in the whole internet world, the modern world. You get first in. You don't have to be the best. You have to be the first one. To come up with the idea. Although their mass has enabled them to produce now great original oh, content. Oh, no doubt about it. So No doubt they're they, good they at it. They did not squander their lead. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. See uh, Skype, for an example, of somebody who did that. They were first to the market in the, the video chatting thing, but they've got lapped because they didn't they didn't take advantage of their first to market. I have no idea how good Skype is. Oh, it's, it's terrible. The realm of these things. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, it's bad from a user interface standpoint and from a resources on your computer thing. It just turns into like a resource hog. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're I'm old, a bit of a resource hog myself. <laughs> if you're old enough, you remember that NBC used to have a peacock as their logo. and uh, dun, dun, dun. Anyway, so their thing is called Peacock, and Peacock is launching with distinctive features and a free ad-supported tier. Peacock is also slightly disadvantaged at the moment. Okay, I'll skip that. Um, <laughs> that part wasn't very good. It's first premium <laughs> tier. <laughs> it's first premium tier is four ninety nine a month. Okay, see, that's just the right amount for me. Uh, four ninety nine a month. It'll get you for the rest of your life. That's a beer and a tip. I mean, come on. I went and I don't drink anymore, so I'll give it to that. Uh, that includes ads, but I don't a want beer ads. Beer and a tip. You really haven't drank in a while. <laughs> and that's with ads. What's a beer cost now? Uh, it's probably starting around five. If you if you get some happy hours, you can get below five probably. 
but with tip. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Happy hour with a tip makes makes sense. But, well, yeah. but keep in mind, he's a Coors Light man. That's true. Like That's his true. pappy before What's him? a bottle of Coors Light going to cost me at a bar? I don't have any idea. Average. I would guess five bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. When I was in college, you give them a dollar, they give you a quarterback. You put the quarter in your pocket because you're a poor college kid. <laughs> 75 cents a bottle. Um, wow. And was it a dime <laughs> to go to the Nickelodeon, Grandpa? <laughs> Okay, still, Puma. Still, still take your girl to a show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> take her out, do the Charleston. Well, well, in like a week, I haven't had a drink in 14 years, so I'm, I'm missing out on the uh, the price surge. Um, So the first premium tier is $4.99, but it's ads. I can't watch stuff on a streaming service with ads. Pay the extra 5 bucks and get the no ads. That's what I would do. Uh, 20,000 hours of content. Do I need more content? Um, that, that's the full premium. Once you pay, that's the that's the full amount you can get. Either they're uh, the free only ad supported one. I think has like seventeen thousand hours. So it's it's probably only their original stuff that's going to be behind the paywall. They got the whole SNL vault. They got unsolved mysteries channels. They got a bunch of stuff you might like. They Obviously. have a, a new an original series based on uh, Brave New World. Honestly, oh, uh, work of genius. I hope they didn't pervert it though. That could suck me in. And what we've all got to remember, including me, I can sign up and then cancel. You're not. Making a commitment for life. With the click of a mouse. Yeah, it's not like getting married. A brilliant takedown of Black Lives Matter coming up in a moment. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In a new interview, former Trump advisor Roger Stone said he will write a book about his trial in the Russia investigation. It'll be the first time he actually completes a sentence. I get it. His sentence was commuted, you see. So by writing a book, you'd have oh, to write, you'd have to complete I, a sentence. I, I see. That's it's a play on mm. words. Mm. Mm. Sentence has multiple meanings, you see. Oh, boy. Mm. Synonym or... Is that what it is? Listen. Hon- what is it? Uh, homonym? Homonym. 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 Hom- hom- uh, a joke should either make me laugh or just be neutral. It should not hurt me <laughs> inside. <laughs> we shouldn't make my insides hurt. <clears throat> Was that uh, Seth Meyers? Seth yeah, Meyers. Yeah, the great yeah, Seth Meyers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is a piece by Andrea Widberg in The American Thinker, and it's quoting a, a video that was taken by one Damani Felder, who is a black conservative in Texas, and he posted it to the Instagram on Monday. I have not yet watched the video. We will post it for you at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, but I, I want to quote a little bit from Andrea uh, because uh, I just think it's really good writing. Um, and, and she, first of all, talks about the, you know, some of the criticisms of Black Lives Matter, um, disinterest in inner city black on black killings. You know, I'm not as sympathetic to that argument as some people are, because maybe you've dedicated yourself to solving one problem. You can't you can't be people can't insist that you solve every problem. Maybe they've just decided to take on police violence. They they have that right. I admit it's a little odd that thousands of times more young black people are killed by each other than cops, but they get to choose their own priority. But honestly, their priority is Marxism. But um, anyway, she goes on to say, because America has social and economic mobility, Marxists had to find a different incendiary issue. 
which in America is race. No, she's saying that, you know, Marxists are usually appealing to class and all because, you know, back in the day, you couldn't get out of your class. In America, you absolutely can. And, of course, the BLM foot soldiers are primarily made up of college-educated white students, primarily women, who have drunk deeply from the Marxist swill their professors offer them. It's funny, I came across a quote from Orwell the other day who wrote about it is primarily young women who are the savage foot soldiers of these uh, ideologically extreme uh, movements. And she actually... Really? Yeah, so she, it's always been the case. It's not something unique to our time. Right. Be you need dudes when it's time to actually crack heads. Uh, each, of these, uh, each of these truths about Black Lives Matter movement is perfectly highlighted in a video that Damani Felder, a black man in Texas, posted. Uh, Felder was dining with friends at an outdoor venue next to an open plaza in Dallas. As he repeatedly pans the dining area with his camera, you see that the diners are a mix of races and ages. The film begins immediately after a group of about 20 to 25 Black Lives Matter protesters arrayed themselves in an ankle-deep fountain running the length of the dining area. Sounds like a pleasant restaurant. The protesters are, by a pretty clear margin, young, white, and female. In other words, they perfectly match the demographics in American colleges, which are also mostly young, white, and female. These are the, and this is a woman writing this, I think it's great. These are the good little girls who have always worked hard in school, diligently imbibing everything their hard-left Democrat teachers and professors have taught them. These educators have played on their sense of self-worth, guilt, and credulity to turn them into the foot soldiers of anarchy. Um, and then uh, we get into Mr. Uh, Felder's narration of the video, and I can't wait to watch it, but... Uh, He says, the majority white people in that crowd, they want to feel good about themselves. Look at this. They want to feel good about themselves, so they're here ruining an otherwise peaceful evening with their BS. Look at this. Majority white people out here acting the fool because they want to feel like they're important. Look at this. Look at the racial makeup of this. Think about what the purpose of this would be. Remember that Opal Tometi and Patrice Cullors, the founders of Black Lives Matter, they're admitting on camera they're trained Marxists. All they care about is anarchy and social unrest. Look at this. Again, majority white crowd, because they want to feel like they belong to something. And then uh, the, the gal who wrote this says, What's unique about the video, in addition to Felder's astute insights, is that we can watch how the protesters transform in real time from being loud and vulgar to being so violent that the police bring tear gas and pepper spray to stop them, but not before the protesters throw things, break windows, and are possibly doing other damage. They bewilder diners who had been hoping to, these human mosquitoes would spontaneously depart, But, okay, here's where it gets really, really interesting. Significantly, what triggers the violence is that one of the diners, a black man, offers a verbal challenge to the mostly white, middle-class female protesters. In the world of leftism, of course, words are violence. Additionally, anyone who opposes leftists is a Nazi. So if a Nazi offers violence words it's perfectly proper for a leftist to respond with physical violence which is how we end up with a video of white leftists attacking black people whom their dementive brains have categorized as nazis you have middle class white girls beating down black people and calling them nazis in the name of social justice and anti-racism and then the uh, the pretty author, hard to wrap your head around that. Well, it's it's so bizarre. Yeah. And the the writer, the gal who wrote this, 
says, looking at the diner's despair, which was the same, regardless of their age or their race, one has to wonder whether the leftists launched their attack against society just a bit too soon. And she talked about the uh, the election and the rest of it. By going off prematurely, so to speak, they've given Americans a good chance to see that these people are not seeking to improve society. They are trying to destroy it. As Aristotle said, a common danger unites even the bitterest enemies. Americans, male, female, black, white, young, or old, who don't crave anarchy, may put aside their differences about taxes and borders in the face of a common enemy, the forces of chaos, hatred, and destruction. That's, I uh, did not see that coming. That is crazy. Can't wait to watch yeah. this video. I'll, I'll zap it over to uh, executive producer Hanson. We'll have it at armstrongandgetty.com uh, in two shakes of a lamb's tail. I don't know why this popped into my head, something about women and something about new streaming services, but my son and I watched a show on Netflix last night. It's 15 extreme sports from around the world or something like that. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, yeah, and one of them was in America, uh, Austin, Texas to be specific, Women's Roller Derby. Oh, it was a yeah. half-hour documentary on Women's Roller Derby, which my son was unaware of the existence of the sport. And I was explaining to him how when I was a kid, it was on like every Saturday afternoon and we watched it. It was huge. And then, then they get into it in the documentary that it started in like the 30s and grew and then like it was super popular in the 70s. I remember that. And then the economic crash because there was no money in roller derby and gas prices and whatnot and all the roller derby leagues fell apart and that's why it went away. I always wondered why it went, went away. Mm. But uh, so they brought it back in Austin, Texas and there's a pretty competitive women's roller derby there and they beat the bejesus out of each other and it was very entertaining to watch. Wow. With some good backstories on the different women and... Uh, you showed your child a show with women beating each other and said it was great. In the name of sport, roller derby. Yeah. Did they still have the like the fun nicknames and the Oh yeah. This 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 black woman who dominated for the one team whose name is Rolla Parks. <laughs> You're kidding. No. This just keeps getting worse and worse. And you enjoyed this? This other woman who's Hispanic and called her uh, super Mexican is what her what her thing is. <laughs> so the world roller derby, not terribly politically correct, even there in the capital of uh, Texan progressivism and of I Boston. And I don't know what's going on with the uh, sexuality with of a lot of the uh, the participants, but one of the people's <laughs> name was H- Jose Quirvo. <laughs> <laughs> they have cool nicknames. These roller derby girls, Jose Quirvo. <laughs> But anyway, so you got the the, the, the little fast uh, uh, girls. Their thing is they go around the mob, and that's how you score points. For the first time in my life, somebody on a roller derby show took the time to explain how the thing works. Right. Because I watched it for years with not the slightest I, idea. I, I had no idea. Not the slightest idea how they scored right, the thing. Right. But they actually broke down how the scoring works. And anyway, so the, the faster ones that go around the mob, but the big, beefy girls who just clobber each other in the middle. Oh. That's where the real ro- roller derby action happens. It's like the it's, you know the game is one of the between the offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, it was something in football. <laughs> it was cool the because hogs. because you know because it, it's it, because it's cable or streaming services or whatever. They got the salty language, which um, uh, some of it I had to skip through the conversations for my son and get back to the action because they're after the match. Behind the gym, drinking, smoking conversations are very entertaining, but not for children. Oh boy! <laughs> wow, and this is on Netflix. You yeah, it's or? on Netflix. Holy I highly recommend cow. it. Highly recommend it. Wow! So they have like half-hour documentaries on all these different, different sports, extreme including sports? that weird one from the Middle East. It's in Kyrgyzstan in this case, oh, of where the- they ride the horses and basically pay polo with a dead goat head. 
It's a goat head, huh? Yeah. Tough wow. to pr- get a good predictable role on that. Oh, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We're going to watch another one. It's from Scotland or something, some sort of extreme, like, tough guy thing where they throw big boulders over things. Like and... the log tipping thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've all seen that in the kilts. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Wow, so they got the calf head thing. Is that mm. like usual polo, regular polo? Just haven't you watched... use a, I'm sorry, a goat's noggin. Haven't watched that episode. Or some sort of yak uh, drag races, too. What? <laughs> they drag race on yaks. You got my attention. Well, there's no other sports on right now, so you're watching women's roller derby uh, documentaries. And yak racing. You know, yak really, racing. You just, you just go to yak races to see a yak crash. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Really, anything <laughs> involving a yak is worth watching. Absolutely. Fascinating piece. It turns out people hated masks during the 1918 pandemic, too. Mm. Something about Americans, we just hate masks. That and other stories on the way. Back in 2015, you said the Confederate battle flag belongs in a museum. Do you still believe that? I just think it's freedom of speech, whether it's Confederate flags or Black Lives Matter or anything else you want to talk about. It's freedom of speech. Uh, clip 44, please. Same interview. Trump, Catherine Herridge. That was 44. That, uh, it's mis- mislabeled. Then. misnumbered then. Okay. Hmm. It's, uh, I want the one about uh, blacks dying, law enforcement, et cetera. Let's talk about George Floyd. You said George Floyd's death was a terrible thing. Terrible. Why are African Americans still dying at the hands of law enforcement in this country? And so are white people. So are white people. What a terrible question to ask. So are white people. More white people, by the way. More white people. So the liberal media is going crazy over that because if you break it down by percentages, then it's a higher percentage of black people. Of course, there's a higher percentage of black folks who commit crimes to according By to every a lot. Right, exactly. So Which it just gets to the Sam Harris podcast, uh, the where he talks about that a lot. But that question by Catherine Herridge was inexcusable. Yeah, I like Catherine Herridge. We've had her on a thousand times, but oh. uh, that that is out of line. That Come was... on. Why are black people still dying at the hands of police? Well, there's all kinds of reasons that people die at the hands of police. Do you mean a specific instance? Yeah, you got to go case by case. There's not a blanket r- reason. What kind of question was that? That might be the low point of her career. I'm I'm horrified by that. I have so much respect for her. She's just trying to fit in at CBS or something, but that was awful. So I'm going to read you some quotes here. Uh-oh. The game is, what year were these quotes made? I'm kind of giving it away here, but... The mayor of San Francisco said about mask-wearing... Conscience, patriotism, and self-protection demand immediate and rigid compliance with mask wearing. The mayor in Oakland said that it's sensible and patriotic no matter what your personal beliefs may be. Wait a minute. The mayor of Oakland saying anything about patriotism means it's not these days. (laughs) And then the Red Cross announced, they went further, uh, that the man, woman, or child who will not wear a mask is a dangerous slacker. Hey. This was in 1918, during the great pandemic back then. There were places in the country where schools and businesses were closed, where they banned public gatherings. 
Were they quarantining people who were infected? They did all of the things we're, they're doing now, and then but people didn't want to wear masks. Uh, quoting one person from back there, a public, actually a public official, under no circumstances will I be muzzled like a hydrophobic dog. Now that's for, some resistance. For some reason, we push back more against wearing masks than we do about closing businesses and schools. Yeah, that's a good point. Did 100 years ago and are now. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. It's hard for me to understand, and I know some people who are, who are I'm not wearing a damn mask. Same reason a surgeon wears a mask. It's not so they don't get sick, it's so you don't. So you don't spread it. It's as simple as that. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's real. Uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of quotes. Um, and I want schools and businesses to be open. That's why I'm pro-mask. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to have more freedom. Uh, Drew sent along uh, sent along the actual quote from Orwell that I, I kind of paraphrased. Uh, I believe it's from 1984, but... Uh, and which, Van Halen ruled the charts. N- Reagan was in the White House. N- no, no, the book 1984. Oh. Oh. It was always the women. Parachute pants were popular. Oh, for God's sake. It's a good quote. Just let me know when you're done. Give me one of these when you're done. <laughs> I had a perm. Oh, boy. He's not done. It was, it was always the women, and above all, the young ones, who were the most bigoted adherents of the party, the swallowers of slogans, the amateur spies and nosers out of unorthodoxy. That's interesting. What is. Is, what is it about you women? Explain yourselves. I don't, I don't know. It seems <laughs> odd. Oh, uh, speaking of the vid, um, a couple of things. Number one, scary. Uh, number two, uh, not as scary. Uh, coronavirus is linked to several neurological conditions, including stroke, delirium, nerve damage, and a rare inflammatory brain condition that can be fatal, according to a new study. University uh, College London's Square Institute of Neurology. Um, uh, not good. There is also a growing belief that some kids who do get this end up with lung damage. Um, even though they don't seem very sick, again, that's in its very early stages. Then this, uh, Fox 35 News in Orlando noticed errors in the state's report on positivity rates. And they went after the information. The Florida Department of Health said that, yes, yeah, some laboratories have not been reporting negative test result data to the state. Countless labs have reported a 100% positivity rate, which means every single person tested was positive. Other labs had very, very high positivity rates. Fox 35 News found that testing sites like one they mentioned, a local place, reported that 83 people were tested and all tested positive. Um, then they reported 88% of the tests were positive. How could that be? Well, they investigated these, and reports showed that Orlando Health had a 98% positivity rate. However, when Fox 35 News contacted the hospital, they confirmed the errors in the report. And Orlando Health's positivity rate was not 98%. It was 9.4%. Wait a second. Wait a second. I know. What's going on there? The report also showed that the Orlando Veterans Medical Center had a positivity rate of 76%. A spokesperson for the VA told Fox 35 News on Tuesday that this does not reflect their numbers and that the positivity rate for the center is actually 6%. No, It sounds to me like they don't know how percentages work. <laughs> Um, 
Seven then, out of a hundred is not seventy; it's seven. <laughs> I think they just got that wrong. Did they just get the decimal point wrong? And then uh, the Florida Department of Health said, "Yeah, some of the labs we're using aren't reporting negative test results. They're just reporting the positive number as the gross number." If you follow me, um, and we're working with these labs oh to ensure all results being reported are accurate and re-educating wow, wow. them. Wow! Okay, blah, so blah. they give their total number and call it a percentage. Okay, I get it. R- well, wow. Well, they take the positive number. They get a hundred positives. They say, "Yeah, we did a hundred tests. They're all positive." Florida <laughs> is experiencing a surge in COVID nineteen cases, but the the widely uh, reported positivity rate yeah. that was such big news like two days ago. It's it's wrong. It's it's wildly inaccurate. What are you reading from? Is this uh, uh, what's this, his name Jones? No, no, no. This is, uh, FoxOrlando.com. What? Fox why is this, why is this not getting more attention? A local uh, TV station. That's a big story. Yeah. Wow. wow. Did you hear about the woman who got bit by a shark? And there she is with her ankle hanging off, and uh, they show up, and she yells, "I love sharks!" As they put her bloody body into the uh, ambulance and haul her off. No. She's a shark researcher, and she didn't want anybody to think she was anti-shark just because she got bit by a shark. Okay. All right. It's very crocodile hunter-esque. It's not your fault. I'm in your territory. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just went shark. You're yeah. doing what you're supposed to do. I was the one out of place. Exactly. <laughs> Hate to have your ankle chewed off. Armstrong and Getty.